It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only D-O-Double-G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's CIP, man. Hi, this is Jill Scott. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. You're locked into the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, June 22nd. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And uh, on the line, we're joined by a gentleman, as a matter of fact, entering his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters. Some big things expected at Edward Waters, joining now the SIAC as Greg Ruffin joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Ruffin? All is well. How you doing, Donald? Doing great, man. Uh, you know, I want to start here uh, with you. I want to get your thoughts on uh, on the uh, on everything that's going on when you're talking about all of the uh, protests, uh, et cetera, as it re- and then the the situation, of course, the murder of Mister Lord. I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that, and certainly the climate there uh, in Jacksonville. Well, I, I think it was very unfortunate, but I, but it brings light the events uh, 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 and, and kind of rehashes as we go back to 2017 and you, you look at the, the uh, Colin Kaepernick post and things, you know, his protests and things of that nature. I think what it does is, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it's, it's, you know, it, it brings to light that what he was standing on then, it, it's even more evidence of, of, of what, is going on now and what he was standing for. And, it was, and as you know, I talked to my guys about it. It was never about the flag. It was always about, you know, pro, uh, police brutality and injustice against people of color and, 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 and minorities in general of the other races, you know. And so I think that was one of the things that was key then and people were trying to run from that. But but now it's come back and it's even more, more, more out there in, 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 in a sense that, you know, the world has to go back and say we were wrong, you know? Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, for you, what what is in the COVID-19 pandemic? You know, and, and again, this is getting ready to enter your first season in the SIAC. Um, what have been some of the challenges with the pandemic? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think necessarily – I think the biggest challenge is most of us all, everybody missed spring football practice across the country. You know what I mean? And so, and so it was a chance to be able, you had some position battles. You may have had some guys that transferred in January and you wanted to get them acclimated to the way you do things as far as your system and things of that nature. And I think that that's the biggest drawback is not having spring ball, not seeing you guys get those 15 practices in 
and getting to get those 15 days to mature more in your program and just getting the new guys acclimated. I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, you come back and you're kind of hoping that you could have got a guy from a physical standpoint to progress along because you got to think about it. We went on spring break and never came back. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, so it's what they haven't been able to do in the weight room and what they haven't been able to do from a cerebral standpoint uh, in the meeting rooms and being able to discuss, you know, and let's say you're a team that wanted to, was going to change your system and needed the spring ball to be able to get you a new system in and get those, those guys adjusted to that. You know, all of that went out the window with the pandemic. Yeah, so how have you been able to – can you speak to how you've been able to sort of engage with your guys? Well, I mean, you know, we're we're on Zoom just like pretty much everybody else across the country, you know, and we're having some some offensive meetings, and uh, we just hired a new defensive coordinator, uh, Joe Carter from Tuskegee. Uh, So we're having, you know, just about like everybody else in the country, we're trying to acclimate everybody in terms of staffing and – and things that we want to put in as far as install and things of that nature. You know, we're in video conferencing, you know, just about just like 95% of the people in the country. That the voice of Greg Ruffin in his third season or entering his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Um, this promises to be uh, provided that we play. And I, I believe, you know, it, it looks like a lot of people are saying we're going to play um, it depends on uh, when. It looks like it's going to be a, a, an exciting season for you. First time in the SIAC. You're, as it stands right now, scheduled to open the season at Morehouse, but then three straight home games. Talk to us about that facility. I know we talked with you about it last year. Talk talk about that facility and what it's like. Well, I mean, you know, everything's going up. Uh, they're, they're probably, if there's five or six phases to it, they're probably in phase three to phase four of it now. And, we, you know, the field's ready for them to install the turf. You're starting to see the concrete uh, pillars and the weight-bearing uh, 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 partitions and everything going to ground. Uh, they're, they're run, the lights are up. And so, you know, there's some things that are being assembled off, off-site, you know, in terms of the press box and the bleachers and everything. They'll just move all that in and install it. But, I mean, to see it go up from where it was and to where it is now, I mean, I, I told somebody that was one of the things that kind of, uh, pushed me toward taking the job back in uh, January of 18 was the fact that, you know, hey, it's going to be something new. And I always thought, you know, they've had football here. This is the 20th, 20th year of them bringing football back. They brought it back in the fall of 2001. So we're year 20 of this thing. And uh, I always thought, I said, if they ever get a facility of their own, it's going to create a new dynamic uh, because they they played in at least five or six high school stadiums over the course of 19 years and to be able to have a place to call home because I'm going to tell you what it does for you. Every game seems like a away game when you got to pack everything up and move it somewhere. I don't care if it's down the street. Every game seems like a away game. And we're going to really be able to, in a sense, be able to get a, a home field advantage and be able to cre- create you know, our own culture and some of our own traditions and things of that nature going forward. What's the transition been like in terms of recruiting, and, and I know the dynamic is different because of COVID nineteen, but moving from NAIA last year, even though you played a, you know, you played a lot of, uh, uh, you played a couple of FCS and then some Division twos, but that transition from moving to NAIA to Division two. Well, I mean, and, and like I said, you know, we're still in the process. 
of going through all the, all the paperwork and the things that need to be done. Uh, our administration, our, our AD has done a heck of a job uh, of, of coming in and establishing a culture in, in which, you know, we're going to take this thing to another level. Uh, you know, and everybody's on board as to where we need to be in terms of uh, recruiting, performance, uh, compliance. I think the biggest thing is, from the compliance standpoint, uh, some of the do's and the don'ts of the NC2A uh, as opposed to being a member of uh, NAI. And, uh, and, and then, you know, the other thing difference is the scholarship limits are a little bit different. The maximum in D2 is 36. Uh, the maximum in uh, NAI is, is 24. So, I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we played against some people last year, and you know, with, that had that 36. And, hey, heck, we play them well. I mean, we played Tuskegee 27-26 ball game. You know, we lay an egg for a half against Miles, and we come out the, uh, the third quarter, and, and we got a hell of a game, you know, the whole second half. You know, play Kentucky State is 12 to nothing, you know, up in, up in Frankfurt. So, you know, then we let, we let one get away from us. You know, we, we got whacked a little bit, pushed around a little bit at, uh, at Lane. Uh, same thing probably happened against us at, uh, at Shaw. They, they did a good job against us. So we had our ups and downs, you know, and you can start to see, I, I thought, was some depth issues. You know, in terms of – because, I, I I mean, there's no doubt there was some scholarship disparity. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we're coming in there with a second-year program. A lot of the kids is either year one or year two in the program. And so we're a young ball club, but but we play tough. You know, we go up, we go down to Prairie and you take the second quarter away. I mean, we got almost an even football game. You know, they had a running back down there that was really, really good last year. He didn't get 100 yards on Edward Waters. You know what I'm saying? So – so there was some bright spots to pull out of that season, and uh, and as we move forward, we got to we got to get some stability uh, at the quarterback position. And I think from the, from from the skills uh, perspective, you know, got a lot of new guys, got a bunch of transfers coming in, but we got to solidify ourselves at quarterback, and we got to solidify ourselves on the back end in the secondary. That's going to be very important going forward. Craig Ruffin, in his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's talk personnel. You mentioned uh, the quarterback position, but who are some of the guys that you're expecting to step up? Let's start with the offensive side of the football. Well, uh, Rashard Branch, uh, he'll be a, a guy that's played a lot of football for us the last two years. Uh, he was, you know, he, he, he was a part-time starter. He kind of shared the job uh, with a guy last year in Brayton Minor. But uh, we have a guy, uh, uh, Arthur Brantley's coming in. He's a he's from Sarasota Booker, and uh, he's a he's a transfer, a JUCO transfer. And then we have got another young man that's committed to us. That's a freshman out of the Miami area. That's a spectacular football player. So I mean, the biggest thing is we got to get a guy that can lead us from that from that because you know it's like playing basketball. If you're not good at point guard, you don't stand a chance to be successful. And we got to really find out who our point guard on the football team is, and we got to rally around him this year. I don't want to go into a year where we're playing multiple guys at that position because it goes and it, it plays a, a certain role in, in, in how everything gels together. You see what I'm saying? But uh, got three starters back uh, on the offensive line. Really excited about them: uh, Tyquan Cooper, uh, uh, Malik Mosley, and Nylander Granville. So we got got to plug in two guys there, but. Got a, got three guys that played a lot of football, and we we were, we were a better football team in year two than we were in year than we were in year one, especially up front. So we we expect to continue to grow in that aspect. And then I'll be honest with you, 
as you asked me earlier, having having made the mention that we're in the process of the D2 exploration and, and moving to D2, and then with the stadium going up, it's caused a lot of kids to start recruiting us. You see what I'm saying? So we're probably dealing with a better pool of guys than we've dealt with since we've been here. Yeah, no question. And then defensively, who are some of the guys? Well, defensively, we got Cameron McClain uh, coming back. He he had to play a little bit more in the box, but but he's more of a, a hybrid safety linebacker type guy. And we're going to be able to move him back towards the outside this year. Uh, we got a kid, Dante Carpenter, that played on that championship team at Valdosta State two years ago. Uh, he'll be coming in, uh, give us, and we expect him to push for a starting job at linebacker. Also, Brandon Thomas is coming in uh, from Tennessee Tech. That a uh, dynamic athlete, and he'll play some on offense, but we'll line him up at corner. Uh, Javante Jackson, who got hurt last year in the Southern game, who's our starting free safety, and we really took a knock when he went down last year. He'll be back this year for his senior year. So we're going to be better on the back end, and I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we're better on the back end. I think, you know, up front, you know, we got some, we got some kids that can can really get it. Taryn Quarles, uh, Jaron Wilson, you know, to name a few. You know, uh, J.D., uh, James Gary, uh, who transferred last year from Alabama a and so, so we got some guys on the edge, and we just got to play tough in the middle, and uh, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I know you'll be missing a guy like a Matthew Wilkerson. Unfortunately, didn't have a chance to hear his name called. He's still got an opportunity um, uh, to, to play in the league uh, this upcoming year. Uh, just just talk about him, uh, what he meant to the program last year, and then you know maybe some of the possibilities he'll have uh, to, uh, to get a look at the National Football League. Well, he, he's still training hard, and what's happened is a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, the teams that, that were interested in him in particular, they want to bring him in because I tell you what, this COVID thing really, you know, for a guy like that coming from a small college like us and, and just having, having had lip notes, had some success, but, you know, he probably didn't play 60 snaps at tight end last year. So they wanted to bring him in, eyeball him, but you got to think of the lack of on-campus workouts and, and pro days and all of that, it hurt a lot of the kids from the smaller schools. And, and he's a product of that. But, but we, we've got some hope there. I mean, I think he'll be signed by the time our camp hits because you think about it, guys like that, you usually bring them in and give them a, uh, give them a rookie minicamp deal to work them out and to see if they can make the team. Well, he didn't even get that, that opportunity. So those are some things that are floating out there and, the, you know, the people that's called us and inquired about his availability and things like that. So, we're still going through those things, but I tell you what, he's a guy due to this whole pandemic thing that it really, 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 really hurt his opportunity and where he really could have went on draft day or after the draft. Greg Ruffin, again in his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Tigers are set to open the season on Saturday, September 5th at Morehouse in Atlanta. Coach Ruffin, appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Tigers in 2020. Thank you, and thanks for having us, Donald. You got it, Coach Ruffin. So that's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On tomorrow, we're going to go and preview Texas College. We'll preview Texas College on tomorrow. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can download and listen at our website, BoxToRow.com, where you can listen at iHeartMedia and iTunes as well. Talk with you tomorrow.
be the man, wanna see you doing good. I don't wanna get rich, leave you in the hood. Girl, in my eyes, you the baddest. The reason why I love you, you don't like me, cause my status. I don't wanna see you with a carriage, living average. I wanna do my